Hi, listen up, Spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck. What's the difference with Al and Tom? You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to You Sucks What's a Different Podcast. What's the different? Oh, my own intro. Ruin that up. Fuck that shit. Uh, I'm, I'm Alex Whiteley, and usually I'm joined by Tom Bruno. Not today. Uh, we will be joined by Mr. Raby in a second over in California there. Um, I, I, I kind of got the time zone wrong. That's happened so many times. I'll be like, I was like, yeah, it's three o'clock. Don't worry, David. It's fine. Got plenty of time. And it wasn't. It was one o'clock. And in fact, our guest, Daniel Goodman, who's in California, well, that side of the, that side of the, uh, the, the, uh, um, continent anyway uh explain to me no I, actually you've gotten two hours wrong <laughs> joining us today is daniel goodman and we're gonna be talking a bit about money and investment investing money and uh, how to understand that sort of shit so thank you very much daniel for joining us oh thanks for having me i'm excited uh, to talk about the one universal thing that everyone wants and worries about money <laughs> It's 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 it really baffles me. It really does when um we, when we talk about money and we talk about debt and we talk about bills and investments and things. Like it's because it's the one thing they they kind of miss from the curriculum in schools, right? Like, how cool would it be, or how beneficial would you would it be to to sit down with 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 a child and talk about how to pay back debts and installments or pay to how to pay your your bills and how you know that would really help people in life. Why don't they do that shit? It's crazy. You know, that's a, you know, it's amazing as you, <clears throat> excuse me, as you're bringing that up, um, I, I talk about, you know, they, they start finance classes when, uh, to me, from what my memory and uh, not in high school, they start them in college. You know, you're mm-hmm. a major, that's way too late. I mean, that's way too late to learn about money. We're dealing with money and we're introduced to money. My daughter's five and a half years old. She's got a piggy bank. You know, uh, it started with the swear jar. You know, I said, fuck shit. I say this. Whoops. Daddy, you said the F word. And, you know, I tell you, it helps me. There goes a dollar. Dollar, (laughs) dollar, dollar. And, you know, a little bit here and there for other things. But uh, and then, you know, we're teaching her as much as we can while having fun. What, you know, the importance of money. And so there's this game called Roblox. I don't know if you've heard of it. Roblox, but it's yeah, called very Ro- Yeah, okay. I mean, it's it, 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 it IPO'd not too long ago, and they 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 have you have to keep spending money. You buy coins in the game, and it's you pay. I pay through my my Apple account, and there's things that she might walk up to me and say twenty dollars, you know, for a five year old twenty dollars. I mean, this is insanity. Anyways, so we're using that as. Okay, well, then you got to do some chores. You have to work to do to get that. Or do you want to take out three, four, five dollars from your piggy bank? It might sound harsh, but Jesus, I mean, I guess we're in an inflated time right now. I mean, $20 for some coins, like that could be once a day, which I won't do. That's ridiculous. I mean, $100 a week on your five year old for an imaginary thing is that's that's kind of either you're that's stupid or that's just, you know, that's extremely spoiled. Uh, they should have a class. The school system should have a class, maybe starting at the age of 10, 11, 12, early about money, about investing something to do with it. 
it's, you know, what do you think when you're in a math class, if a teacher says, well, if somebody has $10 and they spend five, what do they have left? That has nothing to do with the importance of money. Hey, Daniel. So, how's it going? Not too bad. Sorry for showing up late. Not at all. Actually, uh, I shouldn't apologize. Right, Alex? I, I've already I've already apologized. Don't you worry, David. Join the show now, <laughs> David Raby. And we were just talking about uh, uh, David. Why um, you know classes or school they don't teach money and how to to sort of invest or they how do to handle they money do in, teach in, you in school. Here in America, they, I, I I learned I learned by gambling in high in school. school? <laughs> yeah, I gambled yeah, but, in high school. Oh, oh, well, well I played craps <laughs> in high school. I, yeah, yeah, I used uh, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a teacher, but would, having an actual class. That they can teach you about the importance of money, and, and and is is I think would be great. I mean, having an option at least, and maybe they do. It should. Schools and yeah, they should. I mean, you shouldn't wait till you're 19 years old or 20 years old in college to learn about money. It's already that no. I agree. You're spending a shit ton of money in high school, right? I mean, what do you mean mm-hmm. we're spending it on? You know, whether it's you know clothes, your, books, clothes, right? Buy going to the movies, buying shit. I mean, whatever it is. Making money, I mean, you're working, you have jobs in, in high school. So I think if you have a job in high school, that's going to help. If you have an actual Drug dealing job. can help, yeah. <laughs> Drug dealing, yes, exactly. The weed game, well, the weed game was big when I was in high school, but yeah, now, right? it's, oh, yeah, now it's over. And I, I, it's look, over. I, went to, I grew up in L.A. I grew up in Venice Beach. I'm an Angelina. Mm-hmm. I grew up right. in Venice Beach. So yeah, the weed was everywhere. Um, but that's, you know, uh, yeah, the early – Look, I, I talked to some of my friends that grew up completely differently than me. Stricter parents, maybe a little bit more organized or structured. I mean, my dad was very structured. My mom was very loose. Um, and uh, But when it came to money, no. Now, my father taught me how to pay money back. He would, you know, lend me. He would say, here's $5 and you need to pay me back. Now, you know, maybe I was 11 or 12 and however I was going to get money. But he didn't give a shit if I was going to pay him back or not. But it was the point that was more of a, you know, kind of a street code thing or paying people back thing. I mean, that's He's part like, of I'll money. break your legs. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. I'm <laughs> knock across the, right. But it, and it taught me right away the importance and the uh, credibility of paying somebody back. And right. so I started doing that with him. And sometimes if naturally I'd say, here's five bucks, dad, or here. And he'd say, thank you. But hey. Keep it. You know, it wasn't the point. It was, are you going to pay back? And so that's big. I mean, what happens 20 years later when you want to buy a house, you got to pay the bank back. I mean, same thing, credit cards, all the same thing. Uh, you know, um, but, you know, we are, you know, we're talking about, we're going to talk a little bit about what micro investing and investing a little bit here, Alex, or is that, uh, Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like what what you were just talking about with David, well, brought David in about Roblox, and, and you know, oh. these these are little things. These are tiny little like expenses that all add up, right? Like you're saying, right? You wouldn't give your kid enough to buy X amount of coins or stars or what it is for the game every single day, because right. by the end of the week, by the end of the month, by the end of the year, you've you've spent x amount but we've, we it's all did that as kids yeah. though i mean we, we talk about roblox and like oh my god these are these are things that they spend and they go and they're gone and we've just given all our money to roblox right but we had match attacks and we had pogs and we had sticking collections pogs. and we had the <laughs> yeah. yeah pokemon yeah all that yeah. kind of shit that you'd go ninja and spend turtles. New- yeah. yeah i like ninja, i like ninja turtles you know um so what i started to because i i'm looking at my x bill and 
I'm going, how much do they spend on, on a, on a, on a coin on, on a David, you know what Roblox is? No, not, not so too. Roblox is a, is a company as they have, there's thousands of, uh, it's all the same, very uh, low grade uh, 3d image structures, nothing high video quality, game. a video game. Uh, that's, it's an okay. app and there's uh-huh. thousands that you can go Whoa. into. And essentially there's no point of the game. They run around, they build things but when you want to buy coins to buy things in the game, it costs real money. So my daughter walks like Minecraft with her iPad. Similar, similar exactly. to Minecraft. Minecraft, yeah. yes, exactly. Okay, but the whole exactly. So same concept. What the hell's going on here? I mean, <laughs> my Super Nintendo. We buy the game, we put it in. We that was it. That was. I love, oh my God, I love how you went. Day. We put it in. I love that. that we put it, it in. Yeah. My daughter <laughs> the up to me. That was it. Hold on. Hit the reset button. With the CDs, you're wiping it off on your thing. Yeah. The PlayStation. So that was the only expense. It was a one-time expense, or however many games you bought. My daughter, if 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 money, if I had an endless bank account, she could come up to me fifty times a day and say, thousand more coins, a thousand more coins. Give me, and I have to plug in my password. It's connected to my wallet. So. But what helped me justify it, though, was I would buy my daughter a lot of toys. Now, I might have spoiled. She's, I think she's a little spoiled here. Maybe a lot spoiled. But I, I was buying her toys. Now, the difference is I started justifying this a little bit more because the toys were piling up and piling up and piling up. Yeah. And she would play with them for a month and get, get, get old with it. Maybe six months if I'm lucky. So I can see that as she's growing out of these toys. So they're piling up and we're going to throw this away. No, that's my favorite. You know, yeah, it's your favorite bullshit. You play with it three times. You're done with it. So at least with this Roblox thing, right. At least with this Roblox thing, there's no toys piling up. There's nothing piling up. I'm not, you know, I don't have six cartons of toys piling up here. So that's a plus. And then I do get to help her do, she does. She'll clean up her room more. She'll, do something. Usually it's cleaning up her room. It could be doing a chore here. Help me put some dishes. Something because you just can't spend 20 bucks a day. Uh, you can't on, live on here for free. You got to do something. Yeah, right. You got to do something. I mean, I get my mom, my <laughs> wife and I are going, when's she going to be able to work? So, you know, uh, but, <laughs> when you know, getting down to, you know, micro investing and, and uh, what I think, which is we're going to talk about this universal thing about investing and, and money. Mm-hmm in my opinion, is I guess the hardest part is, oh, well, to back up, my friends who kind of started, they had stock portfolios that are, you know, uh, 20 years old. I'm thinking, what do you mean? When did you start investing? Well, I asked my mom and dad to open up an account for me and told them what stocks to buy or they, we talked stock. They knew about that stuff. So their parents were involved already in that type of the money world and finance. Mm-hmm. So they were, or, or you know, I was, I couldn't tell you, but, you know, but, you know, now my job as a day trader and investor in real estate, I look back, I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't I say to my mother, hey, buy some Apple stock when it crashed in 01? (laughs) Mom, buy me gold. Buy me anything, (laughs) any stock. I mean, I'm 30, I'll be 38 this year. So I was a, I was a senior in high school in 01 or junior, senior. I didn't. 
stock market. I mean, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get laid. You know, so it's, you know, <laughs> stock, you know, I mean, a party and, 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 and then just try to pass by, you know, so, uh, but can you imagine if I was like, you know, like a little bit more educated about that? Hey, mom, I don't want anything for, when I finish, I don't want, take some money, take 10,000 bucks and buy Apple when it's nothing, right. when it, when it dumps 60, 80%. And where is it now? Amazon trading at $5, five in the crash of the dot com bubble. And now yeah. it's trading at, you know, it's incredible at $3,400 a share, $35. So I didn't, you know, and I was still out of it in my early 20s, um, about my mid 20s when the, when, when the recession hit. I was, mm -hmm. you know, I still didn't, you know, not until about eight years ago that I really get involved in this. And, but, but the point, so back to my point is it's never too late, but the hardest part is to start. Right. It's hard to start. And somebody that doesn't make a lot of money is going, what am I going to do with a hundred bucks? Like, what am I going to do with a hundred dollars? I mean, that what, what can I buy? The question, isn't it? How, well, how can I make 10 bucks? 20, right? What am yeah. I going to do? And, sell cocaine. you know, the street value goes that? up. No, David. It's a no. sell cocaine. The street value goes I'll up. Sell cocaine. <laughs> you know, uh, my book that's coming out soon, I do talk about that. I say there are ways to make money that way. It's the risking of the freedom part. <laughs> Selling cocaine. Hey, there's a market. It's an investment. Yeah. You know. It's a good one. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. If, uh, right. But, you know, um, uh, the hardest part is starting. Yeah. And even if you do have plenty of side money, side cash that you can invest, what do you invest in? And once again, with stocks and real estate, which are the two biggest money makers in the planet. I mean, right. you know, big, the, yeah, the, mo the wealthiest people usually are in oil. But in stocks and real estate, uh, everyone's like, when do I get in? The market's too high. Or if the market's crashing, you're, oh, it's going to go lower. And there's no, so I remember uh, talking to someone about buying real estate and they're like, get in. Just right. get in. Same with the stock market. Look, the market just corrected 6%. So oh, it's going to correct 20%. It's going to bullshit. You don't know that. It could. Sure. It's it's trading very high right now. I get it. Mm -hmm. But so I I bought some property yeah, almost four years ago. I thought it was the height. I'm already up 30%. Damn. Can it crash? Yeah. Can it crash? It could. It, sure. But so what? Doesn't, doesn't mean mm -hmm. you have to sell it. So same with the stock market. And if you're in it for the long term, now look, granted, if you're se if you're above 70 years old, yeah, okay, be careful with your money. I mean, yeah, there is a point where you just don't throw it in. I mean, just call them know, up. Be like, what's your social security number? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's easy as that. You know, <laughs> that's it, how yeah, you make money over, quick. That's how you make money quick. <laughs> if you're over 70 years old, yes, be careful with some cash because you're look. You know, I mean, I hope you live to 100. But you can't unless you know. you're trying to create oh. a legacy, I guess. <laughs> unless you're trying, unless well, listen. Well, at that point, if it if you don't need money to live, like you have other things paying for your life, well then, you, uh, well then, yeah, put it in for your grandchildren or whatever you want to do. Great. Make but sure grandma's yourself, always packing. Yeah, that's right. So so, uh, so that's one thing to do is, it, you know, look if you're under fifty, if you're under, I mean, it doesn't get in. 
because you mm-hmm. always think it's, oh, it's not the right time. And people are, look, people are scared to invest in the stock market. Right. But nobody that's created massive amount of wealth over time uh, ha- has, has not you know, taken a risk. Um, mm-hmm. If you're in your 20s, you got to start investing. I mean, it's crazy. You got to So with a hundred bucks, you know, you're sitting there, you got college debt and whatever you got or no debt at all, but you're just making ends meet. You have a hundred dollars. What do you do? A hundred dollars extra per month. Well, Apple's trading at 140 something to close that. I got to look, but in the 140s, that's one share. So yeah. the first thing is what the hell am I going to do with one share? Well, buy it. And then the next month, buy another share. Then the next month, buy another share. The next thing you know, you have 12 shares. Okay. And if it goes down, buy more. If it goes down, buy more. Like even buy more than one share if you support it. <laughs> now you mm-hmm. have to ask yourself, why do you bring up Apple? Well, Apple splits on average every six years. So if you look at the average when they started splitting in 87, I believe was the first split or 88, they split six times uh, every six years. Uh, right. Two to one, two to one. They did three two to ones, and then they did a seven to one in 2014, and then they did a four to one in uh, in in 2020 in September. So mm-hmm. you know, if you start now and you buy one share a year, uh, a month, and then you have 12 shares times five, uh, uh, that's 60 shares, and then. It'll split five ways, let's just say. Now you have 300 shares. Now, we all know about the split. It splits. Your value stays the same and right. until the stock climbs up again. Now, I guess you ask yourself, why Apple? Well, is Apple going out of business anytime soon? I, I, I don't think so. That's I don't think opinion. so. Yeah. I, I don't think doubt so. It. I kind of doubt it. If you're worried about that, Buy an Apple, buy a Microsoft, buy a Facebook, buy a, you know, buy something a different. You don't have to buy tech, buy something else. Um, you know, spread it out too. That's always good to get spread out because you never know what can happen. So spread right. it out, and how, I would, yeah. How do you spot? How do you spot a future unicorn idea? You know, one of those things that you know, you know, you got an idea that it could become the next Apple or the next. I don't know. Like what was the latest thing? Yeah, well, you know what? In my opinion, um, well, do your uh, due diligence by reading, you know, what's out there. Read, read some Wall Street Journal. Read some, you know, different magazines. And you know what? What do we just say? Take a risk. Take mm. a risk. I mean, find ten stocks or companies that just IPO'd mm. and research them a little bit if that's what you're into, and spread it out. So if you got two grand that you can play with, find five companies that could be that could be the next unicorn, uh, and buy it. And if one of them hits, right, mm-hmm. you're going to be fine. And that's a risk. And you, but 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 if you go back ten years and you talk to somebody that says, I mean, what's the biggest unicorn right now? Bitcoin. TikTok. Oh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. Oh, TikTok. Bitcoin. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> right. So in that case, who got on TikTok first? Hmm. I mean, who got on there? Well, who's that woman who's got the woman? The young lady? D- Diamori, uh, Charlie Diamori? 
It's Cormy Karras as well, who's been on our network before. Cormy Karras, 35 million followers on TikTok. This Charlie yeah. Diamore, he's got 125 million. Wow. 125 million. She started dancing. She started dancing. And I'm not a big TikTok. My wife knows all about it. But uh, she started dancing and d- dancing to trendy songs. And now they have a show coming out. The Amore family. The, the Amore family. But That's he, crazy. Yeah, right. She got in early. Right. That's it. Yeah. Good luck getting in now. You know, no way. <laughs> it's too sad. Good luck. Doors closed. As far as stops. Yeah. Sorry. Good. No, no, I was no. no, I was having the same conversation about uh, the Lonely Island with YouTube and my wife just yesterday watching you, uh, the Lonely Island on YouTube. I was like, they were there from the beginning, you know. They, they had Saturday Night Live, but they put those music videos on YouTube. Boff, there we go. That's mm-hmm. Andy Samberg's career made. You know, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, is that how it started? Saturday Night Live and uh, the mixture of Lonely Island being on YouTube, I think, absolutely helped. Okay. It, you know, Andy Samberg did some money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. After that, no, he went, he left SNL and. Started doing Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Yeah, oh, that's right. Maybe. That was his thing. That's right. That's yeah. been on. That's been airing for at least five years, I think. At least, oh, yeah, not yeah. longer. I, I think, think, I think getting there early, years. getting there early, and 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 yeah, you know, getting your presence on there early is is um, very um, very important. A friend of mine from childhood, friend of mine who's doing very very well right now. Um, uh, he um, he, I just had a lunch with him in New York, and he said he bought Bitcoin around 200 a coin mm-hmm. and it doesn't take much you're right i mean if you buy 100 coin what is that 20 grand uh, yeah it's not a big you know right okay so 100 coin now that's uh six million right no yeah that's six million dollars you know yeah if i'm not mistaken so or now it's trading in the fours 40,000 range or maybe it's four million dollars so um <laughs> so he was telling me that his friend had lunch, a coffee with him in 2009 and mm-hmm. when Bitcoin was about 20 cents. So, <laughs> and he said, buy it. And he didn't, but his friend did. And he, I think he, he was, he could have crossed the billion dollar mark at one point. I mean, yeah. at 10 cents, but what's look at some stocks. There's a lot of stocks out right now that are 10 cents. You know, are they going to go anywhere? No, majority of them I'm- will not. I've never been able to understand Bitcoin and 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 the, the craze for it because the way I see it is is it's, it's a currency, cryptocurrency, right? Um, but where except a, Bitcoin, you can't pay for a Big Mac with a Bitcoin. You can't walk in and be like, I'll have a Bitcoin. A Big there's Mac. There's a lot is, of places. It, there's a lot of places taking Bitcoin. Really? A lot. Well, Tesla, you can buy a Tesla with Bitcoin right now. Okay. You know, well, you yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. That makes He's sense. Mr. You know, Elon Musk is Mr. Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Yeah, uh, you can do. I mean, look, it, it's interesting though about you know what it's it's uh, Warren Buffett and 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 Charlie uh, Munger you know called it the ransom you know money you know uh, <laughs> which it is. I mean, there's been these uh, uh, malware. Uh, what's the uh, when you hack the when hack the uh, uh, ransomware attacks mm-hmm. uh, and they're paying in Bitcoin. But look, I mean, it, like, uh, listen, yeah. is it inflated? I mean. I got. I think so. You know, I, um, what's his name? Um, Michael, Doctor Michael Burry, he's calling that a little inflated. He's he's short on a lot of things right now. Um, but who knows? But the bottom line is, who cares? If you bought Bitcoin at five hundred a coin before it mm-hmm. skyrocketed in two thousand sixteen, most people say the same thing, right? Like me. What the fuck is Bitcoin? 
I don't understand <laughs> it. I'm not investing in it. But with all the hype that Bitcoin had, you don't need to understand it. And no one's telling you to sell your house and put your life savings into it. But, you know, what's a five, what's 100 coins at 500 share, 50 grand? I mean, okay, if 50 grand is no big deal to you, get 10 coins at 500 a share, right? Five right. grand, throw it out, throw it at it. And, <laughs> and here's the key, though. Don't look at it. My friend who owns, I don't know how much he's got. He wouldn't tell me, actually. He wouldn't, he's very nonchalant. He's very low key. He was like, I, I, I bought early. And he's like, how much did you buy? Did you buy a lot? He says, he told me he doesn't care if it drops 80%. I mean, the guy could have 60 million in Bitcoin, 6 million. I don't know, whatever the, you know, 40 million. I don't know. But the key is buy it or whatever it is you're buying. Don't look at it. That's the key. And that's where, you know, the famous quotes from Warren Buffett come in. If you're not willing to buy, what do you say? If you're not willing to buy stock and hold on to it for 10 years, mm -hmm. don't buy it to hold on to it for 10 minutes. That's very old school. That's Warren Buffett. But his theory was buy and hold, buy and right. hold. And that's it. So for somebody starting out that's 20 years old, uh, and who's, you know, who's watching and listening, if you're 20 years old, take 100 bucks and invest it. Take a hundred bucks a month and invest. I've got a hundred bucks in MySpace. I'm still waiting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still waiting. Where are you, Tom? Come back to us, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think that's the scary part is people get scared. And, um, and, and, and you have to, I guess, look, I, uh, there was really good buying opportunity uh, 18 months ago, when the market came down 35%. 35% is a big drop. And that, my opinion, we were due for a little correction. So I think that was the panic selling from the pandemic combined with a little correction, maybe, you know, we 15, 20%, an extra 15% because of the panic selling. That's, look, the market, the overall market drops any more than 20%, buy. Okay? If it drops 10%, buy. If it drops more, Buy. Now, I'm not talking about when I say that big companies, Microsoft, Apple, the Googles, where's Google going? Who's going to kick Google out? Ask yourself that, right? Who's kicking That's Google true. out in the next 10 years? MySpace. Nobody's <laughs> talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Bezos I mean, will kick Google out. Bezos, be like, it's not enough. It's not enough Amazon, for me. Amazon, you know what? If anybody can do it, can do it. <laughs> yes. and, and, you know, and, and Amazon um, uh, can have their own search engine. They mm -hmm. really could. They might be working on it right now. Who knows? I mean, I it seems they, so. Every time you look up anything on Google right away, it's like the top searches are for Amazon. It's like, I don't want to use Amazon, though. I just want to find something else. Like He's not worth $200 billion for nothing, right? I mean, he's not. Yeah. I mean, the guy, I think, in my opinion, Amazon, besides Apple, uh, and maybe Google, because tech is what it is. As of right now, Amazon is the greatest company ever made. I think. I mean, I mean, the greatest more than e-commerce. I mean, I mean, look. About three years ago, I was had I had rental properties. I still do, and I was doing Airbnbs out of them. And mm -hmm. I stopped doing that. It got too nuts. And <laughs> um, and I, I I I was I was ordering stuff for the rental property and I was out of the country and, and then ordering stuff to be delivered. It was Christmas Eve. Amazon was delivering this stuff on Christmas Eve. And I was like, 
that's it for me. This is the best ever. I've never, I never ran into a company that delivered on Christmas Eve. I ordered it on Christmas Eve and they delivered it same day or maybe it might've been the night before, but come on. I mean, they, they have it go to me. I mean, I can find everything on Amazon. So, but look what they're doing. They, you know, soon it's going to, soon they're going to have their own bank. Um, they're sending people to space. You know, look, I love Amazon. I use it all the time. So whatever, but I think you're right. I think Bezos could, could get in there, but <laughs> it's, they're not going anywhere. Who's going to kick them out? So if, those stocks drop, buy more. But in general, if you want a safe investment, you know, invest in the S&P 500. It's pretty simple. Go look at the chart from where it started and do 100, do from beginning to now, there's only one trend, right? Mm-hmm. Up. It's going up. And, and everyone, you know, in our, in, in, there's, a, there's different generations. So if we see a, you know, a, a crash starting on Monday, and it's going down and going down. And I talked to people in the recession. I mean, a friend of mine, he sold a lot of his portfolio, I think, in the recession, took a hit. You know, and, and I said, why? Why did you do that? He right. says, oh, we thought it was gonna he, we thought it was gonna keep going down. And like I said, around that time I was early twenties, but I still was partying and having my fun. And I wasn't really into it then. It is what it is. But I said, <clears throat> Why did you sell? Did you need the money? He says, no. I said, why did you? Well, I thought it would go down lower. I said, well, did you think it was going to go to zero? Like this is, you know, like zero is the apocalypse. Or Mm -hmm. maybe it wouldn't be zero. You know, if somebody says the nuclear missile is heading towards America, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? The stock market is not even going to be open to trade, okay? I mean, everyone's (laughs) going to be running in the streets panicking and there's going to be not. It's, I don't know, right? I mean... Well, I can tell you there will be an insane crash, but, you know, realistically, markets won't be open if there's crazy panic like that. But if, right. look, let's take let's take the pandemic, for example. Let's say it was 10 times worse than it was. Let's say it was a 12 monkeys movie situation. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. You know, where 5 billion people die, right? I mean, right. I love it. So um, uh, I love that movie, too. So if this virus, COVID-19, was was so much worse and like millions of people are dying like like it was like holy shit this is the this is this could be the apocalypse mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna see the stock market go down all the way to almost i'm sure gold would be spiking and the stock market would be gold would be trading at ten thousand an ounce over overnight and you know if it was that there's gonna be a lot of panic um you know um but that wasn't it but so if you're experienced and you've been through a recession, you got to ask yourself, or these panic sales, sales you got to ask yourself, is, the, is this the apocalypse? Is this the end of the world? And if it's not, buy a lot. And that's the, that's the answer. I mean, because it's just, what, I mean, look what the fucking market did. It came down mm-hmm. almost 40%, and six months later, it was almost breaking new highs because everyone realized whoops, right? Whoops. You know, and then the Fed started pumping in trillions of dollars of, you know, it's almost like fake money. It's yeah. printing. Let's print and print and print and print. You know, is there going to be a repercussion? Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but the bottom line is, and back to the Bitcoin, who gives a shit? It's hype. It, look at Dogecoin, 0.005 uh, a, a coin 
and now it's it, it got to 70 cents Fuck. <laughs> you, you can buy a million coin and nothing i mean if there's hype buy it what's what's your point doing this to, to, to make money mm -hmm. i mean you know you know i mean so you don't need to know too much about it it doesn't take a genius to invest in the stock market just fucking give your money and and, and add more and 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 what's the s p doing it, it's going to keep going up until the apocalypse it won't stop going up this is the world we live in you know i mean I, you know when's when's, intense when's about the point it, but it's gonna, yeah. When's the point though? Uh, when you've, when you've, when, when have you made enough though? You know, like say like Bezos is just going to continue making money. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to yeah, make don't a rocket. Like Bezos. Yeah, but yeah, like I'm going to make a rocket. I'm going to build a giant yeah. ship that's the size of fucking island. Yeah. I don't know, right? When's the point when you like actually know this is all right now? This is fine because like when it comes to you know investors and things, we we see this archetypal kind of thing. You know, you you think of the movies, you think of oh fuck you, you know, spraying money everywhere. You know, the gold <laughs> right. watches, the Miami Vice glass. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? You see that. Yeah. When's the point when you cut right. it off? You know, like, actually, no, I'm just stopping now. As far as uh, if you're making like, that much money. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it seems like a very stressful situation. It seems like, you know, you're constantly, like, gambling, really, with money up and down, up and down. It's oh, your career. You go all your life. But when you get to a point where you've made just enough, where, where's that point for you? Is it a million? Is it five million? Tell them, 100 million? Where is that? I, I mean, uh, well, if you're Gordon Gecko from Wall Street, it's never enough, right? You know, it's a zero-sum <laughs> game, right? But uh, when's it enough? That's everyone's different. When, what is that? I guess when's it enough? What does that mean? I mean, if you're making so much money per year, you know, I mean, you don't have, to, I, I would say you can cut back and go into the office, you know, but keep investing. Don't, yeah. don't be silly with your money. I guess maybe spend a little bit more, right? It depends on the situation you're in and all that. That's, it depends. When, when is enough enough? I mean, I guess stop taking risks. If you've gotten to a certain amount of money that your your net worth is a hundred, if, you, if your net worth is a hundred million dollars, what do you do? I mean, I guess the question is, I guess I guess the main goal is don't ever let the dollar sign be a factor of your happiness. That's Very it. true. I mean, you know, yeah. Like, don't ever let it be that. I mean, work hard. I mean, it, you know, it also depends what you're surrounded with. If you grow in a if you grow up in a materialistic bullshit world, you're gonna feel bad about yourself if you're only making a certain amount of money. Uh, you know, depending on your parenting. Um, if you're in the middle of nowhere on a farm, I, you know, it's not as pressured, I guess. But that doesn't mean that you're not gonna make money because you could have a certain skill to make money, or you can want to. I mean, yeah. I, when is enough enough? The answer is what about you, David. There is when what, yeah. when when do you quit? Say like yeah, you could start making money, um, and you can carry on making money. It's very stressful for you. I don't know. Uh, maybe you're good at it or whatever. When's the point you cut off? When's enough for you? I wouldn't know if I had that kind of money. I'd be giving it away because I just money doesn't really. I don't really care too much about it. Oh, I, well, that's a very good point. Give back. If you have that much money, definitely invest in the community, absolutely. invest in children's futures. That's what I would be doing. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, back. my goal would be, yeah, to me, making money is like is when I get old. But my worst nightmare would be if I get old and I'm rich. If I die a rich man, I'm going to be upset. I want zero dollars in my fucking name when I die. I want to just give it all well, away. I, I guess 
Yeah, or well, get, or your if you have children, you give it to your children. If your nope. children are irresponsible, nope. or gonna, no, no kids. Yes. No, no kids. Never. No, 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 no. Never, never. <laughs> oh. So then, if that's the case, or if, unless there's a favorite niece or nephew or somebody, if there's nobody in line, yeah, give it away. Yeah, of course. Go down and clean up Skid Row. You know, well, I, that's what I would like I, to do. Yeah. It, I've had this conversation out. a few times, and I think for me, it would be to the point where. I don't have to worry about bills. I just know it's going to be paid. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not in debt. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. that's been paid. I own my house. I own my car, and my kid's got a future. So that's that's kind of where it is for me. Although that's you know, right. I, I don't really. I'm a, I'm a simple guy. You know, there's not so many <laughs> things that I'm kind of like. Oh, I don't need a, a jet. I definitely don't need a jet. I don't need to drive a fucking McLaren F1. Do you know what I mean? I just like to get by comfortably and not have to worry about my bills. That's kind of know when I know when I've made it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, and that's right. And 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 and. However, <laughs> however, McLaren is fun to drive. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, in my opinion, um, well, when the money's there and you have that, uh, that option mm -hmm. to say, I'll take that, I'll take that McLaren. Let's give it, you know, why not? Or I will lease this jet. You know, I don't want to wait in line mm -hmm. anymore. I can afford not to wait in line anymore. I don't have to sit and coach. I'm going to be a little bit more comfortable now. Uh, so that's the question is nobody needs it. So be comfortable. Well, there's an old saying, well, not an old saying, but a friend of mine says, be grateful for what you have, or you'll never be grateful for what you get. And let me tell that's you, true. Oh, that wow. is, that hits me hard. And I have to say that sometimes like, whoa, whoa, whoa. if I'm getting greedy about something like, damn mm -hmm. it, I didn't get that. I didn't, I didn't buy this materialistic thing. That's never going to do me any good. I didn't get to do this. Okay, but what do you have right now? What do you have? And it, everything is great because, hey, you don't know what can happen overnight. So as long as you stay in gratitude, it's okay. As long as you're not screaming at your kids because you didn't make enough money. As long as you're not being an asshole. Yeah. You know, or as long as you're right. Now, there's nothing wrong. There's just nothing wrong with buying a jet. And by the way, it depends. You might need it. Maybe you need a jet sometimes. Depends on your work, right? Yeah, I mean, it depends on your it work. It would be pretty cool to be like, I'm off to see David in California tomorrow. See you there. Oh, you have a cup of tea you. just right there on the runway. <laughs> as long as, you, as David said, as long as you give back. If you're not giving back, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I think so. For sure. But, 100%. Yeah. You better donate. But, Look, it, like, like uh, let me just say this. Like, so in Los Angeles, Skid Row. Yeah. The most awful place. And that's just LA. There's many worse places. <laughs> I'll bet if you took $10 million, if you have that kind of money, you can do a lot with that. See? I'm sure you'll figure it out. You know? I mean, those people, you remember there's people that just, you're born where you're born, where the stars align. Some people were born that just with that opportunity. They didn't have any opportunity. There's just that a product sucks. of their environment. Yeah, they're that's it. You know, born into uh, uh, poverty, and that just creates right. more and more like crime and poverty. And so, it, you know, if you invested money in cleaning and getting more resources and cleaning up the streets and shit, that's like right. things would be a lot better. But that's people right. with that kind of money just choose not to do it. So I'm like, okay. If you go to a homeless camp and you and it's not a dangerous one. And uh, I know there's a big one in Santa Cruz. I just went up to Santa Cruz to visit a friend of mine. 
I mean, if you're wealthy or you're rich, whatever you want to call it, and you just can't get it together to maybe start a big, you know, philanthropic fund or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. there's people that are hungry over there. It ain't that hard to go to McDonald's or the grocery store and spend ten thousand dollars. They'll take your money. Okay, yeah. like you can go to a pizza place and spend ten thousand dollars of pizzas, or that's a lot of pizza. But as much as they can make. <laughs> And go and hire people to deliver. It's, it happens all the time. Okay. Right. And go there and drop some pizza off. You know, mm-hmm. feed somebody. Oh, you know, I was chatting to um, a big shout out to Steph from Self Help Africa, um, who I, I was at a food festival last weekend and uh, they were raising money for self-help africa and i was very amazed to speak to her actually because i work with a lot of charities locally it's kind of what i do um and um the the ethos behind them were like they weren't going to go and give unfortunate people that you know uh with with um money they're going to give them the money they're going to give them the tools to be able to be self-sufficient to learn yes. how to make money they're not going to be like here's food and a house and 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 go right. because then they'll well, just spend all they need a starting point that's right yeah yeah right. I was like, wow. yeah 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 that would be cool if you put together like a little you know camp or an indoor place with bunks and bring them in and you mm-hmm. feed them that's actually really great and and because because mm. i don't give i don't really give if there's somebody that is homeless on the street i will do what i can if i have time and i do have time and if i'm coming out of a story can you spare some change are you hungry are you hungry? Can I get you a meal? You know, right. I mean, you know, right. I won't give them the money. Uh, I do know that most people, I think I depends. I mean, you can't, if you say to them, are you going to buy this on drugs or alcohol? Fuck you, man. It's like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, some people will say, I'd love a hamburger. Thank you. That'd be amazing. You know, right. trust me, they're not eating very well. They're eating out of a trash can, you know? So, yeah. so uh, I mean, uh, but imagine if that's actually a really good idea, Alex. And, and then they do that, and right because you can feed them all day. You can give them money. That's not going to help them get out of where they're going to get. And yeah. that's a great thing to do. That's a great start. And if you have plenty of money to donate, you know, going back to micro investing, though, I think one thing though is um, don't try your best not to blow your money on bullshit. And oh my god. I mean, I've spent so much money on bullshit in my twenties that and was not invested. <laughs> Pogs and bars, nightclubs, recreational yeah. things. Yeah. That if I just lady nightclubs, uh-huh, <laughs> take it, cut that in half, throw that into just stay at home. You know, right, a yeah. couple extra nights and order in and chill. And spend that money that you would have spent at the bar, paying for you know drinks that are marked up hundred percent. Yeah, uh, throw that into the, some stocks. Can you imagine? Right. Oh, Wild this would be like what a couple hundred, hundred, a couple hundred bucks at a bar. This is at least twenty bucks and so. <laughs> twenty bucks. Do, do 20 that bucks. route if you're going to do that. That's Easy. right. So take that extra hundred bucks that you would have spent the wild turkey having six, seven of those at the bar. Take that and hey, listen. If you don't, if you're not gonna put in the stock, at least put it away. Right. You know, at least. Right, right, yeah. Now, now, if you need to buy, spend money on something. Alex and I were talking before we started about the Rolex uh, watch craze that is going on right now. 
Okay. And so if you, let's say you need to spend money, you want to treat yourself and you just don't want to spend money in the stock market. So it's interesting. Like if you're making enough money, you buy yourself a Rolex. Um, if they're going up, they're, they, they skyrocketed. Right. You can't walk into an authorized dealer that sells Rolexes right now and buy one off the shelf that's hard to get. That, 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 that's, that's valuable. So I'm wearing one right now. They call this the Sky Dweller. Okay, it's the most complicated Rolex as far as complications. It's got um, it's got uh, the date. It's got uh, a, 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 a time, another time zone, and it's got a um, a, a calendar, um, an annual calendar. It moves every month. Okay, so it's just okay. This is worth about two hundred and fifty, uh, one hundred and fifty percent from what I bought it. So in all honesty, this, this retails for, uh, about 15,000 or just under $15,000. I can sell it right now. I can sell it for 30 right now. Holy shit. Um, yeah. And there's a watch here. I actually had a couple that lay, I'm a, you know, there's, um, uh, there's one right here. I, you know, um, that's a, that's the Submariner and that's, that's retail that retails for $9,500 and 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 it's selling for twenty thousand on the secondary market. Whoa! I mean, do these things have like a wire that shoots out, like a grappling hook, to get you out of certain you situations? Would so. You would think you can With go that get price? a massage right now. Where's my massage? Yeah. You know, right? Something. How come it's not doing something sexual to me? You yeah. Know? I mean, <laughs> like, oh, you know, my sweet spot. So, I guess the point was that, but that's the same thing as if you want to buy clothing, never going to go up in value unless mm-hmm. buying. A leather goods, Birken, a leather goods, a Birkin bag. That's different. But you go out and buy yourself some. You spend money on clothing. You just got a bonus at work. You go to a nightclub, and you go and buy yourself some clothing, and you buy yourself some. You know, I don't know what, but you know what is it? Clothing, nightclubs, bottles, uh, you, guns, ammo, <laughs> bourbon, guns and ammo. Yeah, so you got to buy a certain gun. I got actually. Well, hey, there's something that I think you should. I, I'm, I'm always, yeah, I'm always been uh, a <coughs> big advocate for the Second Amendment. I think everybody should be protecting themselves. But I think, I think a lot of people in the 20s are pissing money away. Mm-hmm. I did I'm for not, sure. I, I'm not, I was gonna say, I'm not criticizing. <laughs> there's a lot of times in my 20s, I'm like, why am I always fucking broke? Why am I always broke? Well, you know, goddamn well why you're broke. Stay out I'm of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That, <laughs> it's on my it's on my lapel i better you know like, yeah, get to my mustache on, when you get, it's right it, i mean like we're talking we were talking about self-help africa just now but mm-hmm. like can we use that as, a, as as an analogy to say like um right. instead of like I don't know an investor like you say you've got millions of pounds, Daniel, right? And you're like, oh, here, have a hundred thousand pounds on me, right? That's not going to do fuck all for someone. They're going to go and buy a Ferrari with it, or if they can, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? They're going to go and splash that. But if you were to go, here is a two two thousand dollars worth of tuition on how to make a hundred thousand dollars, that goes on to do more, right? And this, do you think the world kind of needs more of that? And I know. I know you can go to university or you can learn about this, but um, to offer someone the, the skills that they need to go and invest or to go and make it like, you know, I think it's fabulous. Yeah. I think it's fantastic because imagine if you took a thousand people and you had enough money to do that. Wow. I'll take a hundred people and put them in a place and give them food that are homeless and mm-hmm. teach them something. 
But that's a very generous of, of you to do that to have, give somebody. Then at the end of the day, oh, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily grab people ha- off the streets. <laughs> I mean, like just no, oh, an average Joe like me, like yeah, just in general, just kind of like yo, David, uh, do, a bit like uh, Jonah Hill from um, uh, what's what's that? Um, Fuck Wolf of Wall, Wall Street, Wall you know. Street? He's kind of like, I want to do what you do, man. I want to do what you do. I want to do what you do. And I, I, well, get high on playludes, yeah. <laughs> but Jonah Hill, though, if you remember this scene, which I love it, he was like, "Why is DiCaprio driving this fancy car?" Or yeah. Jordan, Jordan Belford, you know. He's like, "I don't get it." Yeah, I remember. How much did you make? So he was interested, and he took that initiative. By the way, yeah. By the way, some of the best the the best thing you can do is quit your job if you're in a dead end job. Yeah. A couple of jobs I didn't, but if most of them I was like, this is, I'm out of here. You know, and you're like, and then you go to another dead end job, another, but keep getting, keep quitting until you find something. I found day trading and I realized I didn't have a boss. The only person you got to answer to is the same person we all do, the IRS. I mean, you're, <laughs> you, you're, tra- you're trading through a broker, but you don't answer to the broker. You're, you're paying them. That's fine. Every trade or whatever you're, you, you're the deal you have with them, but you, you're, you're, it's complete financial freedom. But I figured things out. It took me a while. So I said, okay, this is work. You know, this is working. Took, I lost a lot of my own personal money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I try to trade. It depends how the stocks are moving, but if I, I could trade for 15 minutes a day and make money, make something, close my yeah. laptop and be done. I can have a one-hour work week if I wanted to, you know, or less. Amazing. For the whole is week. It, is it as dog-eat-dog as they make it look in the movies? Is it? Is it really hard to yeah. – what's the community like? What's the community like? There is no real community. I mean, the community is – the community's days is – well, you have to find – you have to go and dig for a good community. But you got Wall Street bets. I mean, that's wild stuff with the AMCs and the GameStops and the – Great. Get into it if you can. Get in when they're talking about it before it screws up. The community is, I mean, you got stock twits. That, that, that's a little bit better. People actually talking about real investing. But um, you don't have to watch any of that. You don't have to be involved in any of that, that shit. Just trade. It's a job. If you look at it as a job, get up. What stocks are moving? What's going on? And what you're doing, the whole key, what you have to realize is you are a spoken a wheel you're you are you're you're you know as they say you're a small fish and a big you're a teeny tiny fish you're riding off the hedge fund momentum and the big investor momentum you're right yeah so when if the hedge fund is buying something and they're buying millions of shares you're riding off these big firms uh you're nothing if you're playing with 25 grand 30 grand please Buying a thousand shares if there's a hundred million shares traded in the day, it's nothing. But you can be there one day, right? Yeah, you can be there as one long day. as it helps you advance. If it, you can turn that ten bucks into twenty bucks, uh, if it's, mm-hmm. it's fine, right? And like, right. say someone wanted to start, you know, tomorrow. Say somebody was like, "Oh, okay, fine, I want to do this." Um, how much do you think they should uh, build up a kitty of? So, so the start? first thing that the very first thing that somebody wants to do is start, uh, open up a brokerage account. I use TD Ameritrade, have the whole time. I've never used anybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you open up an account. And I, and I don't even know if you need to put any money in because what you want to do is you want to start trading with simulated money. 
So they'll give you $200,000 of fake money. So like a tutorial. To, yeah. Well, no, you, 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 you ask them, you open up the Thinkorswim um, uh, uh, app or you open up the Thinkorswim software. It's called Think or Swim. And it's right. connected with TD Ameritrade. That's the trading platform. And you get them to give you the fake money. Get them mm. to give you, they give you 200,000 of fake money. Okay. And you just have to mess around with it. Do that for a little bit because I didn't and I lost a lot of money and there was no need for it. I drove right in with real money. So do that and jump in and get a feel of what the hell is going. People come to me, they're like, this is Greek. I'm like, of course it is. You don't know what you're doing if you're looking at option trading. Then as you're doing this though, that's the feel of the platform, of the structure. But then you got to jump into real money and remember it's a different emotion. You're not going to be able to have the same emotion with fake money. No way. It's impossible mm -hmm. almost. So that's what you want to start doing. Get in there with fake money. And then so you know what the hell is going on. Then put in a thousand bucks and really put in whatever you can afford to lose because you don't know what's going on. Put in whatever you can afford to lose. Buy a share of something. And watch it go, hey, wow, I bought something. This imaginary line went up. I made money. I shorted mm. something. This imaginary line went down. <clears throat> I made Get a feel for it. That's it. And remember, the amount of money, this is very important. The amount of money that you make is irrelevant. It's the percentage what's, what's relevant. Somebody that, that, that can afford to lose $100,000, well, we know how much money they have in their bank account. Somebody mm. that can afford to lose a thousand. Well, you know how much money they have less than the other person. It's a percentage. Try to make a percentage. Try to make three to 5% a day or 3% or try to make 10% or 5% in a week. Give yourself a percentage. I mean, look, if you're trading with a million dollar account and that person can day trade and make 1% a day, that's $10,000 a day. Okay. Now, mainly you need $25,000 to be able to have unlimited trades. You can buy and sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, unlimited amount of times, 25,000 or more. It's the federal rule. Um, with good brokers, TD, E-Trade, Scott Trade, all those good brokers out there, even Robinhood, you need 25K or more. If not, then you have to buy the stock or the option and hold it to the next day before you sell it. That's called a swing trade. So regardless, if you got 25 grand, if you want to make, what is that? What's 1%? Um, 250 bucks, right? Great. That's fabulous. Try to make 1%. Try to make 250 bucks. If you're a newcomer. Well, it's not, it's not a bad return, is it? Too, uh, how much did you earn today? I don't know. 50 bucks minimum wage. What did you earn? $250 in one day. Oh, really? $250. And by the way, it's not, it's not, it's not going to take you a day. It, if, it'll, once you get used to it, $250, it's one trade. It can be one five-minute candle. That's it. Not even. I mean, mm. so you could. The point that, that's of actually, it's, it's making me feel excited. I'm getting a bit turned on. If I'm honest, you <laughs> should be. You should have an erection right now. It's, it's, it's Robin. But <laughs> keep in mind, as we all know, you can lose twice that just as fast. Yeah, that's, so that's the dangerous the thing. thing, isn't it? That's the thing. And and the two key, the two takeaways for day trading are if you don't stop while you, once you've hit your goal, 
Now you're gambling. If you don't stop, once you've hit your lost goal, you're gambling. You have so, to close the laptop. Should people invest in gold considering the dollar is not backed by anything? That's that. I mean, if you if if that's what you're confident in, then absolutely. What's the trading at right now? Gold. I don't have my phone uh, on. Yeah, Sixteen hundred an ounce. Seventeen. Seventeens. Shit. I think it was like probably 17. lower. The dollar the dollar's been rising, so it's probably a little bit lower. Well, yeah, because uh, they just pumped out more money, so you know it's caused that. <laughs> inflation so it's like shit if they fluctuated right if the fed fluctuated right it might not be such a bad crash but boy i tell you there's a lot going on right now there's people that i mean even if there was a crash you would still have your wealth your money would still hold its value because you would have gold you would have right. a physical substance in your hands be like look this is if you're, how many if you're pounds of money gold, i have gold right right yeah right, okay, i actually so what do you got there I, I don't understand this shit, see? Uh, so what have we got here? Interesting. You got 17.50 ounce for gold. Uh, is that, is that, really? I thought it would be less. Has it gone, it must have, it pumped up a little bit when the dollar took a dip. Oil is at 73 a barrel. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's regular oil. Um, that coffee, okay. Yeah. Coffee's up. So oil, oil's been going up. Oil needs to come down a little bit. Oil could, but it might actually get a little higher before it pulls back. You know, uh, in the UK so. at the moment, I'm not going to say we're having a, f a fuel crisis. I'm not going to be one of those guys. But what somebody's done is BP have gone, oh, we haven't got enough drivers to fill up our, our, our gas stations, right? So we're struggling right. for a driver yeah. shortage, shortage. So everybody's gone, oh, my God, there's a fuel shortage. Now, the queues to the gas stations around the corner, they're emptying gas stations. People can't fill up the cars. Ambulances are sat there empty on four courts, Really? Right? Wow. Right now? In, <clears throat> Across the whole country, right? And obviously, the BBC are stood there going, and we're still on the four courthouse. It's absolutely mm. rammed, and everybody's panicking. It's just like they happened here in the 70s under Carter, I think, right? Uh, it, the uh, oil in Florida not long ago. Yeah. Like two months ago, I think it was in Florida. They had the same thing. People yeah. filling up jerry cans yeah. and shit, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, the garbage bags and shit. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and by the way, the oil embargo. <laughs> was the, in between the, in the mid seventies, that was the last major crash before the tube dot com and the recession. And just mm -hmm. to kind of throw this out there, when we talk about long term investing, nineteen seventy five is when it bottomed. I believe seventy four, seventy five, seventy four, seventy five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it started in seventy three and bottomed in mid mid seventy four. That was the first crash of fifty percent or greater since the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. Or there could have been another 50% crash, I believe, in the 30s. In the 30s, as the, you had 29 crash, it came up, and then it crashed even though, okay. So since that bottom, so that's 40 years, right? Okay. Right. The next crash was 01. I'm talking about 50% or more. Mm -hmm. 01 to 03. Well, that's 25, 26 years. Bull markets last a long time. They, they mm. obviously, or else the S&P wouldn't be trading. I wonder, the Dow Jones wouldn't be trading above 30,000. So that's another thing to remember. When there's a crash, you know, buy. <laughs> buy. I mean, look, yeah. I know a lot of people that took, look, look, if you can, I mean, the key is to have liquid cash at a time like that. So mm. saving is okay in your account to be ready for something like this, but you got to step up to the plate. But I knew people that barred off their homes 
when there was a crash like this, they took half a mil, they took a quarter mil, and they threw it in the market. Trust me, you're going to make a lot better return than you are. You know, I mean, if you're buying it so low, three years later, it's going to be, you're, you're, you're going to make a killing if you get that opportunity to buy it 50, 60% off the top. It's just the way it is. And they made a killing, you know, yeah. Daniel, I've loved talking to you because this is this is like this a completely alien world to me because I don't yeah. I've, I'm not a, a day trader and and I've, I've, to be honest with you, they start talking figures. I mean, when they have to break it down into the basics, like the basics at the um, the right. big short, you know, right. they kind of having to explain what what these right. things are. Um, I, I, even then, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm gonna have to Google this shit, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. So speaking to you about this is absolutely an eye opener. And like, when you're talking about the idea that you could make or lose money, the emotions. I'm, I'm a bit of an empath, right? I think I feel about things, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting excited, and I'm getting like worried, and I'm getting like, oh my god, this is. The, what is it like yeah. for you day to day, knowing that you could, you could fuck up or you could win big? Like, is it, is it a, a try? That was the beginning, and it was very intense. And right here and here, I have gray hairs. I oh. I, Daniel, don't even I, worry about that, man. Don't even this. worry about it. Yeah, it happens. You're, you're rocking them, though. You're, 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 you're. I love it. You're, <laughs> so I got stressed. It was. I went in too deep. I did. I went in too deep with the money, and I. But I stuck through it. I was able to stick through it. Look, I borrowed from banks. I borrowed. I borrowed from credit cards. I had personal loans. People would say that I was gambling, and maybe I was in the beginning. But I was like, no, this can be done. You just got to get disciplined. And look, I've made some crazy money uh, from one day to the next. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've had a hundred thousand dollar loss overnight. And I've had uh, more than a hundred thousand dollar gain overnight, and you're like, "Whoa," you know. But the key to day trading is to not lose. Like, don't right. lose. To be defensive. You know, if I, I saw hundred hundred grand in my bank overnight, or you know, gain or whatever, I'd be like, "Right, fuck it, I'm done." Like, that's yeah, it. I'm taking money. Well, what are you going to do with the money? Well, this I is the thing. Sure. I, I, I probably take a hundred grand out and then put 10, 10 grand back in. I don't know. This is yeah. the thing. I, I would probably. Hmm, I mean, I guess that's what. I, yeah, that's what I do in Vegas when you gamble. I I love the roulette tables. You know, the right. roulette wheel. So that's that's my right. thing. So like, I'll put in this much. If I come up, I'm like, okay, I want to pocket this. Keep gambling this, and if I come up with more, and then I'll, right. I'll stop at a certain point. I'm like, look, I've already, and gambled or invested. You know. I got a little bit more than what I put in, so I'm gonna right. just call it what it is and walk away. Keep drinking right. somewhere else. Like, <laughs> right, that's right. Um, yeah, you, you'll be okay if you can handle that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you know that's why they serve you drinks for free. In Vegas. Yep, that's it. You know, I'm like, here you go. Yeah, so at one it, point it's, you're it's, gonna be like, yeah. fuck it, all in. <laughs> and there's gonna be a guy right there in the bullpen, be like, oh, are you sure about that? Okay. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, look, it, it's, uh, it, 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 it's, listen, with responsibility comes risk. Meaning mm-hmm. as far as, you know, if you can get up in the morning, which I do every day, I'm about five in the morning and the market opens at six 30. Sometimes you can trade pre-market, but if you can make a, a lot of money or a lot of money, remember the, the percentage of amount of amount of money 
or whatever you need, if you can figure out a way to day trade professionally, you can make, and not be greedy, you can make a lot of money in a short amount of time. That's the point. And to do that, it's risky and it's stressful. But once you become good at it, it's not as stressful. It's not as risky. And it, it, I mean, it's incredible. To it, right? You become accustomed to it, but everybody gets greedy. I've yeah. gotten greedy so many times. You know, I still <laughs> am sometimes. What about? And, I know, you know. We're, we're running short on time. I'm really sorry to throw one okay. more question at you. It's been but, amazing. Uh, what, about com- what about complacency? Is complacency like a drug? You know, is is it like, oh my god, I've done so good. I'm so, I'm really good at this shit, honestly. And then, bam. Yeah. Well, cockiness. Yeah. yeah. You got to wake up every morning and pretend you're going to lose it all. You know, wake up every morning and say, if I'm not, if I, you know, you got to be careful. You just got to be careful. And it's okay to be risky if you've had, you know, we all know this, right? If you've had a great month, take a risk, right? If you had a great month, if you're not making money, tighten up. And, you know, that's it. Yeah, be smart. Well, Daniel, honestly, David, have you got any more questions before we start rounding this up? Have you got anything you want to know? Just one. Um, So how would go someone go about, uh, like, starting up their portfolio, how would you have a well-rounded portfolio in in the stock market? If you don't want to talk to a financial advisor, uh, if you don't want to talk to a stockbroker at a bank, if you want to do this on your own and say, no, I'm doing this on my own, just go with the big names. Go with the big names that you know of and cover all sectors. Cover all sectors. I mean, you don't have to. If you would have bought FANG a long time ago, we don't need any other sectors. You bought, oh, you know what? I'm sorry, Fang. For anybody that doesn't know, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. Oh, okay. So Fang, and, and you can throw Microsoft in there, but you know, Fang M or whatever they say. But uh, <laughs> that controls, that's, Fang is, moves 25% of the whole market. And that's what five oh. stocks. Believable. Yeah. So, well, they're, they're, they're trillion dollar companies. So, you know what? If you want to buy 10 stocks, say whatever money you're willing to invest, say I'm going to buy 10 stocks, buy Fang, buy an equal amount of money for each stock, buy your Facebook, or, okay, buy Fang, and get to another sector, throw some money in some bank stocks, right? Buy, buy JP Morgan Chase, uh, throw some money at, you know, Caterpillar, buy, cover the sectors. So cover the right. sectors. Right, the financial sectors cover the tech sectors cover the yeah, cover you know cover this. Go look up. It's very easy. What are the sectors of the stock market? And just cover it. You know, telecommunications. I mean, just cover it, and that's it. And follow the companies, watch the earnings reports, and have fun with it. And uh, and 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 don't sell. If something crashes, don't sell. Wait. Right. And pause and go, why is this crashing? What's going on here? There's a reason there's something called panic selling, right? Bad yeah. news comes out, bad quarterly report, boom, it comes down. That's easy. You don't have to sell. And if it's just a panic sell, buy more. That's it. <laughs> buy more. Apple's been around. When did Apple get big? In the 80s, it started. But really, when did it get really big? Late 80s is when they had their computers, right? So yeah. what is that? They're a company for 30 years, right? 30, that's it. 
Hugh Stanbrick only 30 years? That's it. But look how far they've come and look how big of a name brand they are. Every yeah. day, my iPad is an iPad. It's an iPad. AirPods. We're, you know, my Apple Watch. What are they? You can talk to it. It's Dick fucking Tracy. This is Dick <laughs> Tracy. Have you seen the movie? So, you know, does this company have 50 more years of life? Bet your ass they do. You know? I mean, look how new Amazon is. I mean, but that's yeah. a little different. That's There could be someone that's trying to push them out, but boy, I don't know. I'd bet that Amazon's going to be okay. You know? I mean... But these 80, it's only been 30 years. And then you take a company like General Electric, okay, it's different. They had their boom. I don't know what's going on with them, you know, uh, or General Motors. I mean, these car companies have been around for 100 years. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, even Jeff Bezos has said, we're running out of time. Even Jeff Bezos said, we are not, you know, we are, we, uh, um, we, we can be too big to fail. It's possible. We can fail. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, absolutely. You know, but I don't see Apple, Facebook, Google. It's going to be around a little, little bit longer. So mm-hmm. jump mm-hmm. in all sectors, spread it out. That's got what it. I can say. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, Daniel, you've got, you have been amazing. So thank you so much yeah, for, likewise, for coming and speaking to us and letting us it's take a, a step into your world. That's what this show is all about. Absolutely. And right. um, thank you to the guys at TV Guestbert for organizing this as well. Um, where can thank people you. find you if you're, if they wanted to ask you for advice or if, if you would welcome that at all? Right now, uh, LinkedIn. So look at my LinkedIn yeah. account. Um, yeah. Uh, under Daniel Meyer Goodman, a stock trader, stock investor, and you'll find me. Yeah, and shoot yeah. me a message, anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. And is there anything you'd like to tell people about or promote or is there any businesses or anything that you, you will <clears throat> attach to that you would like to tell people about? Or Yeah, um, we can talk about, you know, if people are looking for good brokers to sign up to, uh, TD Ameritrade's a great broker, um, you know, and um, my book will be coming out soon. I'll post that on LinkedIn and it's been in the works. I'm excited about that. But uh, as far as that, 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 that's it. I think we covered a lot of good ground. When it comes out, we'll get you back on the show. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I would, love, really I would love to do that. To that. That would be amazing. Thank you, Alex, Man. and thank you, David. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. What we're going to do now is we're going to step into the late lounge. We're going to have a bit of a geek out, probably about Rick and Morty or some shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll let you get on with your day. But uh, thank you for joining us, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen. Dan- Daniel, pleasure. Goodman. Thank you so much. We thank really you. appreciate you. you, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, and uh, good luck to have you. Have a great for day. Everything, have a great day. If you press the leave studio button, you'll leave us. But thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Should we step into the later lounge? Yep. Yeah, let's just let's do this. Um, what we usually do is we go taxi. Look at that. Both. Both. Here we go. We'll be quick because I know I fucked your your fucking dinner up, haven't I? It's uh, actually yeah. breakfast, but no, it's not a big deal anymore because I've already started drinking. So now I'm just gonna keep drinking until I actually get hungry again, and then I'll eat breakfast. Fuck, man! It's time zones, man. I'm so bad at it. I really am. I'm. I'm it's making Tom me says, think. Hey, be ready. One p.m. your time. You got it. I get back to you. One p.m. my time. You're like, no, it's actually three. I'm like, oh, cool. I have time to sit back, yeah. relax. Have a fucking, have a fucking, you know, yeah. like get to work out, have breakfast, maybe shower. Yeah. And then you're like, no, oh, like, fuck no, I was wrong. We're on now. I'm like, huh? 
you know what it is, right? <laughs> I've been I've been like scheduling all the stuff in for for Pod Aid, and it's been I've been working with UK time, mm-hmm. Eastern time, Central time, and, and Pacific time. time. Like yeah. the fuck, America, get your shit together. <laughs> it's We're so hard, big, man. man. And sorry, you only got one time zone, but we got so big of a country. <laughs> like, who, who have we got on our timeline? Is it Lisbon? That's it. That's it. Like um, Paris is plus one. So yeah. Oh really? So, so like, yeah. Paris is plus one, which is very odd. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of odd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys are minus seven. Minus seven. Minus seven. Minus eight. Oh. But hey, how you been, man? Been good. Not too bad, man. You. Yeah, I'm really glad I got to fit in this shirt again, dude. I'm I'm really happy. I bought this shirt like years ago, and I got fat, and now I can fit in it. At- Isn't it a great feeling? It is the best feel. I, you know who that is? I am a human being. Uh, the Elephant Man. Yes, jo- yeah. uh, John Merrick. Nice. Yeah, I'm really happy. Love this shirt. Good for you, man. Good for you. It is a great feeling. I mean. Uh, it's in the wash now. My washing basket there, there, guys. This is this is the uh, this is how much the dirty basket, the dirty dirty washing basket. Um, but no, I've got a Batman T-shirt with um, a Batman uh, fucking. It looks like a bat suit. It's it's amazing, right? But for mm-hmm. when I first started doing Thor skin back in the day, I have a, a glass thing that my my screen sits on. It's on here, and I'd invite people around. Uh, Shane would come around, and we do it on in person right and right. um i would use this t-shirt as a like a almost like a tablecloth over my glass shelf because it wouldn't fit me and for ages this t-shirt that i absolutely adored was just a black tablecloth that i kept in my drawer sometimes never wore it fits me now man i love it it's the best for you <laughs> ever isn't it it really is so well done i, I, yeah, I appreciate really that on a, on a massive level and um, so as this as this show is um this is going out we would have done podcast last week so uh thank you david for joining us for, for, for pod aid and thank you the listeners for for tuning in and what have you of course <laughs> it's weird doing it like this isn't it um but we were talking about um on the last show about you suck the future of you suck me well i think after sort of october we're gonna uh take a bit of a hiatus a bit of a break just to think about things because mm-hmm. obviously you suck isn't what it was um you know Tom and Jamie have gone and done their own thing with our blessing, of course. We love them to bits. Uh, Chronicle, oh, yeah. Make sure you listen to the Chronicles of Podcast. We uh, love you guys. We, we, yeah, we do. We love them. Uh, so looking at Yusuk as a network was kind of like, maybe we should do things differently. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're thinking of maybe we should just have Yusuk. No other shows. No what's the difference. None of that stuff. Just you suck. And we were, then we were thinking, what we do with a live show? And we we're thinking, well, instead of having what's the difference, let's just have you suck as a live show, invite a guest, do an hour and a half like we do, use the later lounge, and just have it as one show. What do you think? What do you reckon? I like that idea. Because it yeah. was, you know, uh, like like today, for example, you know, I had a sort of fill-in for Tom. Yeah, and then we got the time zone confused. At least if we had one show, it's just like, here's the time, be here done yeah i like that yeah yeah and even if we only have like six or seven people watching every week we take the audio we release it and it's the say exactly the same as what's the difference except we're live and we can have questions from that i think it's an amazing idea so this is what we're going to be doing guys so in, if, in about uh four weeks time as we're doing this we're going to take a good one or two month break spend some time with our families think about it because we we're talking to, to to jenny black and we were talking about uh, dopamine fasts 
Like, so having a 24-hour dopamine fast, so that's no books, no social media, no TV, no music, just chill. No so books? House, no books, no nothing. Nothing that makes you feel no good. No, no No music? No, I know it sounds really crazy, but like apparently that's why people go on these retreats where there's nothing and they, they, don't, they can't talk or anything. You know, like, I'm not saying that's what, what Jenny's... What supposed to do with that shit? I know it's crazy. It's like a complete mental reset. So what you did, what happens then by the end of that is you, you've obviously gone a bit mental. You're a bit bored. It's terrible, difficult, but apparently like, or you start to feel more sort of, uh, no joy out of things, you know, appreciating what you actually enjoy rather than the social media we're shoving their face or the, the soaps that you may watch or, you know, we all have a, 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 a music playlist on Spotify or something like that. What kind of like, half the garbage on there you probably don't even like? It's just been part of your life for so long. If you do like a dopamine break um, and you you completely like get rid of everything, you might be like, actually, I really want to hear this instead instead of the. I shit make my own playlists to. on YouTube, so I don't let anybody else choose what I listen to. Yeah, highly well, I recommend so. it. I'll be like, eh, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I won't. I I did that. I had um, so uh, I use I used Google Play Music um, mm-hmm. when it switched to I um, YouTube Music, right? But there used to be an option include random tracks in with my playlists, right? And I switched that off. Fuck off! It's my playlist, right? Don't it's <laughs> my playlist. Don't touch absolutely, it. Absolutely, absolutely not. But that music got kind of stale for me. It was kind of like I'm listening to the same stuff I've been listening to since I finished college. You know, Blink One Eighty Two, Stain, fucking Nirvana, Nick. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, the same shit I listen to all the time. And I was kind of like, I need some new music. So I did. I, and it was that Rick and Morty episode. episode. We bought on Shuffle. We may hear some stuff we don't like, but we may hear what yeah. we do, you know? Rick yeah. and Morty influence as much. Go <laughs> and so I did that. And it's introduced me to a few, some shit obviously I don't like, but some things I'd be like, oh, what's that? Find the new band, follow, subscribe, download an album. Right. I don't know. And it's introduced me to Highly Suspect. It's introduced me to Bad Flower. It's introduced me to Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. It's introduced me to so many amazing bands that I do listen to daily. I do recommend that to people. I don't know. I'm just ranting. I'm going on. I mean, what I usually do, I mean, because like, obviously I love watching movies and especially, like, you know, well, for example, like, you know, a Tarantino movie, his soundtrack that he has for that. Oh, yeah. go, you know, I like, you know, basically maybe the whole soundtrack, maybe except with the exception of a couple, but then I'll look up that band in particular and go throughout their whole, you know, all their albums, all their songs, be like, holy shit. And then from there, it just kind of stems off like, oh, while I was looking up this band, I came across this other one. It's like, holy mm. fuck, where has this other band been? You know, and like, yeah, I feel like as a fan of like rock music or alternative music, even indie music, I feel like that's kind of what we have to do now, like, because we don't have. There's no rock music or alternative music on the radio anymore as there used to be. Not you know? really, so dude. we have it's to go all, and look it's for on it. mainstream, yeah. Yeah. So we have to do that, which is why I have my music on random now, because you know, and I'll I'll very like I'll be like, fuck you. If it plays something I absolutely know I don't like and it's a sound I'm not used to hearing, I'll be like, fuck you. But what that does though, it is it polarizes us all, doesn't it? You know, you've got like you've got people that be listening to hip hop and they'll be like, Well no, fuck that rock shit. Mm. You know. So even more so, you've got people now on, on either side of the fucking... Whereas I like a bit of hip-hop. I yeah. love it when uh, a bit of random NWA or something will come on <laughs> Nars or something. I'm like, fuck yes! Well done, folks! Absolutely. Oh, man. Um, so on, on the uh, on the last 
Wednesday Night Live as we were recording this, we were talking mm-hmm. about uh, the new, the Many Saints of Newark, and uh, about you and um, Ryan possibly watching Sopranos together and seeing if you can link up and watch episodes. Is that, is that something you genuinely be up for? I do. I've been kind of putting off Sopranos because you know I love uh, mafia history. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's definitely between the 1920s up into the 1960s and 70s is when I was like you know a bit more familiar. So you're with like the... 1999. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm like yeah, you know, like it's right around when it got to Sopranos. It's when it's kind of like yeah, I don't, I didn't really know. I think at the time we tried to rent one of the seasons rents back way back then when it first came out, like was rent one of the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It was from blockbuster actually. And we try to, we try to watch Fuck it. you. Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Still here. No. Um, I remember watching, I think I was a bit too young to, to, I guess maybe to understand, or maybe I wasn't too, too interested in it, but I, I got to give it another shot for sure. Yeah. But, I think it's yeah. definitely worth it. I mean, it was, it was a show I watched, when it first, when the the the, um, the last cut, sort of two episodes ever aired, they made a right. big thing out of it over here in the UK. It was massive, and it's so a big thing off, over here too. Yeah, it really, really sold that. Like, and it was on Channel Four. They used to put on Channel Four here in the UK, which is we only had channels one, two, three, four, three, four, and five. If you didn't have Sky or or cable, cable. Um, so anyway, they put on Channel Four, and um, I I watched it. Uh, so I, I, the first episode I ever watched of The Sopranos was the last episode, which is weird, right? So anyway, um, skip back to le- earlier last year, and I started watching Sopranos. I think episodes one to season, uh, seasons one to three, and I was kind of like, this is getting very samey, fuck this shit. And I stopped watching it. And Tom went absolutely nuts at me. He was like, no, 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 keep watching. It, get, it changes and stuff. And I was like, okay, okay. Right. So my advice to you would be just keep going. Just finish the whole fucking thing because it is that's funny it. that That's funny that you watched the last episode first because <laughs> for me, what I do when I get a new book, I'll go all the way back to the very last paragraph or the last sentence and I'll read that. Yeah. I don't know why I do that, but I just do that. And like, you know, I, as I'm reading the book the, for, for the first time, I'm like kind of thinking like, okay, just remember what the last paragraph of the last sentence said. Like, how is this all going to lead up to that kind of thing? I don't know. That's something um, weird or dumb I do. <laughs> it Actually, do you know what? It really fits in with a dilemma I've got at the moment with uh, Sharp because I, I loved reading Sharp when I was younger. I read all the books. There's like 22 in the series. Sharp? Uh, uh, sharp like the tv series so it's uh it was played by um sean bean that did a tv series of it but it's originally it came from a book a series of books by bernard cornwell and it's about um uh, a soldier from the napoleonic wars um Ooh. and he went from being a private up to being an officer and doing these amazing on these amazing it, he like captured a they made like uh loads of uh false things that are kind of believable like uh the the the, the french used to carry like an eagle standard um they didn't but they did in the books and and sharp captured an eagle by you know defeating a a battalion of them with his company you know and these amazing feats that sharp had all these adventures uh, and they they stopped they were like okay we'll stop now that's it i think we did sharp's (laughs) devil Uh, and it was when he was like older and not quite with it anymore sharp's waterloo is one of the best books i've ever read and in fact if you're not into reading and you really want a good series of books to read pick up sharps tiger 
and start reading and you won't want to put it down. But anyway, so they went on hiatus. Uh, Bernard Cornwell did. He started making the Viking books, the, the Last Kingdom. I think they made a TV series of it on Netflix. Um, and um, we had no more sharp. He is about to release a brand new sharp book next week. And my dilemma is, do I have to go back and read one of those? I don't know where it fits in with a series of books. Do I? What do I do? So I'm going to have to just grab it and just read it and see how I feel about it because it might spark something in me. Well, if you, I mean, for me, like if you, the way you're speaking about a, a series of books, I would have already collected them. Like I just had, like, okay, this is book one, this is book two. You know, I would have had that. I had, ready to, I had them all, but I had to get rid of them because of like they were just taking up too much space. There's 22 books. See? Yeah, 22 books. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. But yeah, I would, I would, I would have definitely kept that. I mean, if anything, I mean, like cliff notes, I guess, or watch YouTube videos of other people talking about it, perhaps, yeah. to kind of I'd refresh memory. It, read it, enjoy it. Oh, I, actually, I just purchased um, the thing that I've been wanting for years, but before I didn't really have as much money, but now that I do, and now that I did do have much, like you know, the kind of money to afford it, like it wasn't available as it was when it first came out. It's the uh, 35th anniversary uh, box set of Akira, the manga and hardcover. Akira wow. is the anime that I told you to watch. I know you not you don't like anime, but I told you to watch mm. the Akira movie, just the movie, just to see what your opinion is on that. Akira. 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 Okay. Akira. Uh, it's uh, 1988. And this is like, this movie was this, this really put, made the fucking standard for anime. Like, it was filmed in 24 frames per second, which is where you do a live action movie. So the movements are a bit more fluid and natural, like you would see a human do. They, there's a huge just like thing about like how they had to create like 300 different colors specifically for the movie because of all the, it's, it's, it's amazing, dude. It's a really fucking phenomenal film. It was really way before its time, and it set the standard for was all. Was it manga the instead of anime? Or was it anime? Manga is the uh, book version, like the comic book version of. Okay. Akira. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the movie, you know, they made the movie during the series run of the manga. Okay. So okay. For, I think, from my understanding, it's a the movie is a bit different from what happens in the manga. Although the manga, you know, it goes into a bit more detail of their universe that they have, they have built. Mm. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. I mean, I, I do want to try. I think the last, the last anime or manga or man anime I, I, I tried uh, was Castlevania um, TV that series on Netflix. Good. Yeah, um, and I was just like, I can't I'm fucking. It's the is it? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, all, these, yeah, all these silly sound effects. I'm just like, I, we don't speak like nobody speaks like that. They okay, don't even so, speak like. So fuck off! Don't try and tell me that they sit there and they go because they don't. So nobody the does. um, the Akira movie, the version that I'm used to watching is the English dub. So it's American voices overdubbing you. Know, so no subtitles, basically. Um. That's what, yeah, what they call it, the dub version, where it's, you know, mm -hmm. English overdubbing the original sounds or whatever. And that one's really good. I like it. Um, I also do enjoy watching certain things in sub subtitles. One of the things I really like, another actual anime TV series is uh, Fist of the North Star. I think I told you guys about this before. 
also came out in the eighties and it's a bit more of a post-apocalyptic world where this guy, uh, uh, Kinshiro, he kind of wanders this sort of wasteland and he's like more than proficient in this sort of like style of martial arts where he knows the pressure points of the body and he'll like, people will kind of come up to him, try to fight him and just put his fingers tips on their head like this. And then you'll like release them and their head blows up and shit like that. (laughs) It's really cool. I like it. A bit over the top. I mean, the the only anime I really, really do love and I do love it a lot. is 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 one punch man. I fucking love that shit. Uh, But it's more, it's more the idea that this guy can just be like, okay. <laughs> and then, bam! Like, I, I love think that that's, idea. They get a lot of that from Fist of the North Star, I think. Yeah? Because mm. Kinshiro is just like a badass dude. He's fucking like huge and bulky. just fucking like walks. He's like, yeah, you want... I think it's the sarcasm I really like. You know, I forgot. Sorry, guys. I know I said I love World War One Punch Man, but I forgot. I forget the characters' names. But he got this sidekick, and he he's always like, "I will do anything for you, master. I will fight for you." And there's all these flames behind him. I train. I destroy. And he's this really powerful guy. And even then, One Punch Man's like, "Okay." <laughs> you know, I didn't ask you to, but yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So I'm. I'm Okay, we'll do this experiment then. I'll, you, you send me the link or the picture or the whatever it is you want me to watch. I'll watch it and I'll, I'll genuinely let you know. Uh, I think I'll try to look it up on YouTube and I'll try and send you something like that. But okay, I'm, I think they have some. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, the sharp book. It better be good. What's the new one called? Actually, um, I've got a picture of the uh, the sharp's tiger book. If anybody ever wants to, I know you like your history, David, but that's sharp's tiger. I do. Bernard Cornwell. Huh. Um, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> you tell what Tom's not here. I'm like, I'm talking about, we're talking about books we want to read. But Tom likes his yeah. audio books, I suppose. Um, uh, new new Sharp book. Let's have a look at that. But um, yeah, uh, when it comes to trying new things, though, when it comes to like trying, how, have you tried anything new recently when it comes to like movies or TV or anything like that? Um, Actually, yes. I started, I started watching that show, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Ah, I love yeah. I love the show. It's so so good. So I love the movie, and for the longest time, like you know, obviously it was just the movie, and only what a couple about three years, three four years ago when they had the the TV show come out. Yeah, yeah. And so I was excited for that, but I had only kind of like watched the first episode. It's not like I wasn't sold on it. It's just like I never like kept up with it. I didn't watch it weekly, like sort of religiously, the way I would you know like a, a Rick and Morty or like the first forty eight or something, you know. So I was like, you know what, man, I gotta, my friend was telling me about it because the song came on, uh, you know, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead and everything's gone like that. Because I have it on my, one of my playlists on YouTube when I was driving him around. He's like, dude, is you watch that show? I'm like, I've only watched the first episode. He's like, watch it. It's fucking funny. And I've been like cracking up. Dude. There's like so many sort of like quotes that I have. I think Nadja, the female vampire, I think she is like my favorite, probably for sure my favorite character. Of the I series, like the energy but... vampire. He's so yeah. <laughs> she's so fucking funny, dude. She's hilarious. I like when she's like like at the window and uh, they're stalking the, the girl that she turns into a vampire. She's like, what did she say? She's like, um, she's, she's like, have strength, my little stupid vampire. Soon they will all be dead. And you will do a shit on their graves. <laughs> I love the werewolves too. The werewolves. Yeah. Arch Arch Bark- I was surprised. 
I was surprised to see Arch Barker, dude, because I love Arch. Okay, I knew Arch Barker from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, uh, Flight, yeah, yeah, he was in there. And then I remember watching some of his stand-up bits when he was in Australia. And he does some of the funniest fucking like Australian accents, like an impression, you know? He's like, yeah, everybody in Australia curses. You're like, hey, excuse me, how do I get you know to this place? Like, oh, yeah, you fucking... You fucking, uh, you go go up three blocks and then you fucking fucking make a right, and it's right on the left hand side. You can't miss the cunt. <laughs> Thank you, officer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everybody swears in Australia, dude. It's the funniest fucking shit. So I was surprised to see him in there, and I was like, ah, <laughs> kind of lost my shit. But I do, I do love Arch Parker, and I just the whole cast, dude. Like Craig Robinson's in there for Craig a bit, Robinson, you know. Yeah. Oh um, man, it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, Bojack Novak. Uh, Bo- what's his name? Bojan Novak. Bojan Novak. Uh, the guy that plays the main character, Bojan Novak. No. The main uh, uh, Nandor, right? Is it? Uh, what's his name? Oh, fuck. Um, he was. He did a TV show here in the UK called Fo- Phone Jacker. Uh, I'm gonna just Phone Jacker. Bone jacker, right? Mm-hmm. And he is one of the best people on the planet with accents. Um, and this is what he used to do to ring up people. Um, and we can't, I can't, his name, what's his name? Kaivan Novak. That's the guy who plays, um, so Kaivan Novak. Uh, Nandor. Relentless. Yeah. <laughs> because I would never relent. Um, and he used to ring people up as as as, um, as a mouse and be like, "Yo, yo, 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 yo! I've got a mouse trap. How do you disarm a mouse trap?" And he'd ring up like mobile phone stores oh, or something like like he would like he would just literally prank people with these amazing accents, and that's how he became famous. And he was also in uh, Four Lions as well, the the film about the suicide bombers. Um, if you've never seen that, it's a no. British film called Four Lions. As about four people who want to become suicide bombers. Um, for, is that a for, comedy uh, or is that a drama? It. Oh, it's a, it's a comedy. It's a very okay, dark. good. Because I'm like, I kind of want to laugh at that already, but I just want to make sure. Like, what? Oh, it's so good. It's so dark, but so good. Uh, four <laughs> oh, lines is definitely uh, yeah. So Kaivan Nojak is Novak is in that, and um, the way he's trying to explain like why he's like why are we blowing ourselves up, bro? And he's like, well, it's like when you're at Alton Towers, yeah, and you know, which um, is a, a, a theme park here in the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like you want to go to Rubber Dingy Rapids, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you skip to the front of the queue, innit? And he's like, "Oh, all right, okay." So that's why we're doing this. Yeah, that's why we're doing this. So we, <laughs> we get to the front of the queue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at the end, um, I don't wanna, I'm kind of going to spoil it for you, but it's it's there's still so much to see in the film. Uh, Kaivan Novak, Novak's uh, character sat in a restaurant. Everything's gone all shit tits up and um the police are surrounding him with, with rifles mp5 and stuff and he's like he's got his gear on he's got his bomb and stuff he's right and they're, right. they're like oh, why are you doing this and he looks at the cop and goes rubber dinghy rapids bruv fucking amazing it's one of the best things ever um so yeah go watch four lines brilliant uh kaivan novak uh, right, okay, so we've been going for half an hour, man. David, I'm so sorry oh. I fucked up your time today, and thank you so much for joining us, you know. Thank you for apologizing. We really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, brother. It's all good. Oh, God. Um, and obviously, uh, 
Pod Aid is gone now. Um, I can't say too much on it because I'm recording this before Pod Aid, but I hope it all went well. <laughs> it's too, uh, well. Out. Uh, well, so, yeah. well done. I hope you get over the uh, the mental breakdown and uh, it didn't go too badly. But um, yeah, I'm going to say uh, now, uh, thank you so much to the guys at Reach for helping us uh, with Pod Aid. Um, we've needed to kick up the ass a few times to get over that finishing line. Um, you guys understand social media. We don't. So there's a bit of frustration there, but you guys have been fantastic. Uh, you designed the logos and you run our social media. You put up my bullshit. Uh, so <laughs> thank you so much, Reach, for doing what you did. Um, also, thank you to Shrewsbury Town, the community, for letting us use your hub um, uh, you, uh, as a venue for the whole time. I um, hope, hope the stains came out the carpet. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also thank to thank you to Lingen Davis because I know we made the money for Lingen Davis, but with the communication we've had with them throughout the whole thing has been fantastic. Uh, to Helen, to Anna, to Lizzie, to to uh, to Naomi, and to everybody else out there. Everybody at the actual ward at the Lingen Davis Center when we did the tours. Uh, thank you so much for for being amazing and, and uh, being accommodating and helping us help you. It's been fantastic, it really has. And also thank you to my team, uh, David. To 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 oh god, I'm going to try naming everybody now. I'm going to piss someone off by forgetting. To David, to Tom, uh, to Jamie, um, uh, to to Shane, Jules, my wife, uh, Timmy, um, Park. I've done this now, haven't I? I've, I've, I've yep, you've people. got people. Yeah. If you, us, yeah. If you helped us out, thank you so much. Um, really appreciate it. Try not to burp. Sometimes it's better just to let it out, isn't it? Rather than go because you know. it's, it's, it's it like it burns and in your esophagus, you're like, fuck, I just want to let it out, man. Fuck. It's like trying not to yawn. Have you ever tried that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went Kerouac for a while, yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, let me tell you about a few things that's going on. We have, um, uh, as part of the USUC network for now, we have Yelling at Clouds, which is a show that I do with Eric Fluger. Um, he is our, our resident artist in Clever Clogs, um, and we do a show where he can teach us about art by ranting about things. And this, this uh, the latest episodes, we've got parts one and two of Attack of 1970s in Space. And it was basically, we talked about the artistic relevance and the importance of star trek the motion picture because it wasn't very well received really by the fans but artistically it was there's a lot of brilliance there so we talked about that every wednesday we have wednesday night live at 9 p.m uk time uh, that is 5 p.m 4 p.m 4 p.m uh, eastern time on my time zones and shit as you can tell um and that is where we cut it's almost like meeting up at the pub we we, we meet up we chat with you guys the listeners to our to our whoever we've got on the show whether it's david whether it's tom whether it's a guest um and we also have what's the difference podcast the show we did two weeks ago was with the amazing Tanisha Collins, who was a fantastic guest. She was on Fatherhood in Fatherhood with Kevin Hart. She's a great actress, and she was very, very charming on the show. And all of, we we have our website as well, so go to usucknetwork.com. You can find everything you need to know about what we do there, play the episodes, and you know what? If you need a website, make sure you go to the guys at Web Orchard who made that for us. They make a great website, and they can make you look very good, make you look better than us. You know, absolutely. Because even though our website looks fantastic, I look like this. You know, so <laughs> think of the things you can do. <laughs> thank you, Daniel Goodman, for yep, uh, thank for, you for coming on, for letting us step the into insight. your world. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it's not my world. It really isn't my world. But learning about, it, I was genuinely oh, man, getting us. Yeah, 
Yeah, so yeah. it's good. <sighs> David, man, I love you. Love you too, brother. Yeah, this has been What's the Difference podcast. I've been Alex Whiteley. And I'm David Raby. And we're going to get the fuck out of here. Peace out, guys. Hi, this is a kiss from our real monsters. And um, I would like very much to ask you, if you don't mind, to watch um, the USAC Network with Tom Bruno and Alex. Oh, that's all. I have to go flush myself now.